Episode 19, Free Will. Do you have it? Free improvisation. Can I really do it? The two are related, you know. We'll talk about it. First this. Hi, it's Peter Saltzman. You're listening to Improvisations on the Ledge. If you're enjoying this podcast with its unique blend of piano and verbal improvisation, please subscribe, give it five stars, and write a verbose review with lots of big words. On to the show. So here's a free improvisation. But as you're listening, ask yourself this question. Is it really free? You ask the question because I'm going to be focused on playing it, and then I'll ask the question. So here it goes.
Several years ago, I read this book by this philosopher. I guess he's a philosopher, Sam Harris, called Free Will. It's a thin little book, maybe 80 pages, 90 pages. Read it on the recommendation of my daughter, who was probably in her first year of college, although maybe the second. It's kind of a sophomoric type of thing to read. Sam Harris, he's pretty controversial, partly because I guess he's perceived by some as an intellectual bully. I really don't follow him, so I shouldn't say that. What I should say is I found the book to be just ridiculous. Basically, Sam Harris argues against free will and for a kind of neo-determinism, that everything that we think is free, free choice that we're making is in fact determined by so many processes going back essentially to the Big Bang, maybe before, if you believe the uh, universe is cyclical. So the idea is that we really don't have any free will because all these processes, this process of infinite regress going way back are really determining everything we're doing. We think we're making decisions, but in fact, we're just acting upon all these events. We're just a cog in the wheel of these events, and that includes our decisions. Now, so what does this have to do with free improvisation, which is, after all, the premise of this show, more or less? Of course, it has everything to do with it, because freely improvising implies that you have no plan, that you're making spur-of-the-moment decisions that anything can happen. In fact, not anything can happen. You are limited as an improviser by your technical capabilities, which, after all, everybody has them. You can only ultimately play that which you have practiced in some variation. So that includes scales and chords, repertoire, music you've played. It all contributes, of course, to what you're going to play if you improvise freestyle. The same way that freestyle rap, for example, it may be spur of the moment, but of course it's based on things that those rappers have practiced, verbal techniques. They don't just go in having never learned the language. So this is a language, music. We accumulate a bunch of stuff, and then when we freely improvise, what we're really doing is freely choosing among the palette of things we've played, practiced, listened to. So in that sense, perhaps Sam Harris is right that we aren't making truly free decisions. We are somewhat slaves to what we have been brought up on. Our culture has determined to some extent who we are. We have a limited amount of information. We're not omniscient as people or musicians. So we are making choices for sure based on what is culturally prevalent, acceptable, what people over the years, musicians, record companies, fans, producers, whoever, have determined to be what is acceptable as music. And a lot of these things do lead to a kind of determinism even in free improvisation. However, in the moment... I make the decisions. I decide whether I'm going to go left or right. So if I just randomly play something like this. (laughs) 
what I've done there is set up something to build on. There are two elements to it. And then in the right hand, just a simple two notes, one, the other, and back to the first. I've set up a premise for what may come. And my musical knowledge tells me that I'm using what's called the Lydian scale. Be Lydian, that's this scale. Now, I can continue to develop it, staying in that mode. At any time, I can decide, well, that's enough of that, and go on. So that first change there to this E minor, whatever it was that I did, was a decision. I decided, well... I've had enough of this B Lydian. I'm going to E minor. It's the four chord, the fourth degree of the scale. It's a common place to go, and that is perhaps determined by my acculturation in Western music going to the four, going to that degree. That's one, four, five. Four and five are the most common places I would go. But depending on my state of mind, which may have been determined from, you know, an infinite regress going back to the Big Bang, I understand that, and all the trillions of events that have happened, including in my own life, what I ate last night, how well I slept, so on. All these things could be determining what my choice is at that moment. But I also have the ability to deny that first choice. And I do this all the time in free improvisation. Part of me will be saying, well, as I'm playing this thing in B. Lydian, I, common thing to do right here, the sensible thing to do is to go to E minor or something. But as soon as I have that thought, a counter-argument is coursing through my neurons saying, well, you don't have to go there. I mean, Peter, you have other choices, so. Let's move on. was one choice. It wasn't particularly good. It wasn't executed very well. But let's go for choice number three.
And so on. The point is that each small decision along the way where I decide to go at any given moment, once I make one decision, it opens up a whole new array of decisions to come. I've made a decision to go to this chord or use this technique, which, again, from my experience, many years of practicing, playing, composing, listening to other artists, that experience will determine, yes, some of those choices, but I am still picking from a palette. And as I make a decision to go this direction as opposed to that, I've now opened up a different part of the universe of possibilities. And then as I go into those possibilities and make other choices, they lead to another infinite array of possibilities. So even though those possibilities are determined somewhat by who I am, my training, my culture in a broader sense, I am still freely choosing among them at any given moment.
And some of the choices are just random quantum fluctuations, if you will. I made a mistake or I lost my focus, was thinking about something else, like what am I having for lunch? And that led me down another path altogether. So maybe some of the things I played were accidents, but then I made the choice to continue with those accidents, build upon the accidents, build upon the accidents. That's free will, if you will. And as a kind of epilogue, I recall an interview with the great pianist Keith Jarrett. The interviewer was asking him about how he went about this art of free improvisation. And Jarrett said that he just put his hands on the piano and they told him where to go. And I love this. I love the idea. There's a randomness to it that in a way defeats the entire argument of free will, free improvisation. Is it really free? It's a way placing one's hands on the keyboard and just going. It's a way placing one's hands on the piano wherever they want to go without a plan of fighting off determinism, of saying, not only do I not know what I'm going to play in advance, I don't even know how I'm going to start, where my hands will go. And I think we're always in this battle as improvisers against that demon called determinism, that demon that wants you to go a certain way, that demon in yourself, planning and patterns that I keep speaking about in this podcast. One way out of that is just put your hand somewhere and go.
And as a kind of post-epilogue or post-postscript, or is it postscript-script? I never remember. I was thinking as I was playing that that people have a misconception about what free improvisation even means. Or at least I think people have a misconception about what free improvisation means. Maybe I have a misconception about people's conception. In any case, what I think people think about when they hear the words free improvisation when it comes to music, less so comedy, is that it's a certain sound, like free jazz, just chaos, musical anarchy. But that's not what free improvisation is at all, or it's not what it has to be. Certainly for me, it's not that at all. It's a way of actually finding new forms, new structures, breaking out of your usual patterns, as I say. But it's not to just play anything randomly and have no cohesive musical thought. Far from it. It's to follow your train of thought where it may take you. And inevitably, if you're listening, if you're, as a musician, both playing and listening at the same time, and of course, people don't always do that, but if you are, you will form structures in the course of your improvisation. And as I said, the beauty of it is they may be unlike any other structures you've ever created. So there's that. And that should be it for now. kind of hate to interject here, but wanted to tell you I'm going to put these free improvisation tracks, including some outtakes, on my Bandcamp site in the, uh, in the, uh,
improvisation on the ledge. Album, but that's only available to subscribers. Subscribers. So this is a subtle, not so subtle, blatant pitch for you to subscribe. To subscribe. To subscribe. To gain full access. To gain full access to these tracks. So, so, go to petersaltzman.bandcamp.com. It's in the show notes. That's where you'll find it. And subscribe. 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 Subliminally, I'm telling you to subscribe.
Hey, it's me, Peter Saltzman, again. I mean, who else? Stay tuned for the next episode of Improvisations on the Ledge, which you'll be gently notified about if you subscribe. And if you love the music, you can hear a ton more on my Bandcamp page, petersaltzman.bandcamp.com, where you can also subscribe and get access to exclusive content, including all the music from these podcasts, not to mention all the non-piano music, like my one-minute songs. And if you want to support my work directly, please check out my newly launched Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash petersaltzman. Finally, be sure to check out my main website, petersaltzman.com, for all the latest. And don't worry, all of these links are in the notes below. Thanks for listening. <laughs>